for that, God, we give you glory. We give you honor and we give you praise on today. Thank you, God, for the moving of your spirit on today upon your people. God, thank you for letting your people know that you, El El Yon, you are the most high God. Thank you for letting your people know that you, El Elohim, you are the creator. You are the maker, God. Thank you, God, for letting your people know that you are the prince of peace, God. Thank you, God, for letting your people know that you're Jehovah Jireh. You are our provider. Thank you for letting your people know on today, Father God, that you're Jehovah Rapha. You are the God that healeth us, God. God, we're so grateful. We're so thankful, God, for everything that you have done, God, for everything that you're doing even right now, God. We thank you for your word, God. Quicken us according to your word on today, God. Thank you, God, for being God. God, I thank you that I have been crucified with Christ and it's no longer I who live, but it is Christ. It is Christ who lives on the inside of me. And God, you shall get all the glory. You shall get all the honor. You shall get all the praise on today. In Jesus name. Amen. I want you to tell your neighbor something for me. You don't have to go run up to him. But tell your neighbor, I've been through too much. Not to trust God. Say, I've been through too much not to trust God. Say, it's not about me. It's not about you. It's all about him. Say, get over yourself. Say, get over yourself. Say, quit your whining and your complaining and give God glory. Say, come out of self. Come on and give God some glory in this house. Come on and give God some praise. Because he alone is worthy. He alone is worthy. He alone is worthy. He's worthy of glory. He's worthy of honor. And he's worthy of all the praise. Hallelujah. You know, y'all, we shouldn't be ashamed. To praise God. We praise every other thing. We praise people. But when it comes to praising God, we get afraid. I'm going to tell you why we get afraid. Because some people are afraid if I open my mouth and I begin to praise him, ain't no telling what will land on me. It's a shame and a disgrace. To know people don't want to lift his name up because of what man say. Who is man that we should be mindful of him? Yes, true fact is, it is stuff upon this land. Not only COVID-19, but it's other stuff in the atmosphere that you yet don't know about. God has given us something to fight with, but what we're doing, we're laying down with it. We're walking with it. Instead of giving God glory and saying, God, I'm mindful of what you said. So this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to continue to praise you in my home, outside of my home. I'm going to continue to raise my hands and give you glory. I'm going to continue to trust you because God, I don't know what
now that is things are coming upon this earth so quickly now. So quickly now that man don't even have a hold on it. They don't have a hold on it. They're trying to think about what can we do? We. How can we get the people under control? If God cannot control man, how do you think man can control? Y'all better open your eyes. If God cannot control you and make you do nothing, how is CDC? Oh, they're doing a good job of it, though. You know why they're doing a good job? Because people scared. They're scared. It's fear. It's fear. If nobody told you nothing, if nobody told you what was around you, you would not be afraid. You would go about your business. If nobody ever told you what they had, you would lay hands on them like the word says. You don't know who you're around. Not even in your house. Come on, somebody. Everybody going in and out of their house. They're trusting the ones that's in the house, but you don't even know what comes in your house. That's why you have to be in such a relationship with God that whatever knock on your door, say, I see you. I see you. You're trying to come up in here, but you're not coming up in here. You're leaving out. That's the authority you have. Because things will come, but you don't have to accept what's coming. Things will happen because you're living in a corrupt world. Things are going to try to ride your back. But God has given you authority for you not to let it happen. It's up to us, y'all. God is not coming down from heaven. He's already here in you. God is quit begging God to do something. He said, I have given you what you need to live this abundant life here on earth to let people know that I'm El El Yon, that I'm the most high God. Y'all, let's don't forget who he is. But I want to ask you something. Do you really know who he is? Do you really know who he is? I want to say this. And people take stuff out of content because it's where their heart is. It's a hard thing. When your heart is hardened, you'll take the truth and you'll make it out of a lie. Apostle shared something with me, and I thought it was right funny. It was on CDC website. It was showing people who died in 2019 when there was no COVID, correct? Then it was showing people who died in 2020 with COVID. What was the difference? Y'all get it? No, you don't. You don't get it. How can 2019 with no COVID be what? A thousand people less. Y'all don't get it. Y'all don't get it. It's a mind thing. I'm not saying COVID ain't here, but it's a mind thing. Your mind will take you to a place to help you have something that you don't have to have. Your mind control your body. For as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. So whatever you think about is what you become. 
You think about being a prostitute 24-7. That's what you're going to become, a prostitute, and you don't have to dress like one either. You think about having any kind of sickness for 24-7. That's what your body is going to reflect. Your body only reflects what you think. So we got to change our thinking. Because some of us got stinking thinking. We saying we thinking according to the word, but you can't think what the word is saying in one minute and then think what the world is saying in the next. There have to be a change. You cannot be double minded. Either we're going to believe the Bible or we're not. God give us a choice. People getting mad at me and getting mad at those that's standing on what the word of God is saying and saying we're crazy. I'd rather be crazy for Jesus than to bow down. Because at the end of the day, it ain't his fault if I miss it. It's mine. So if anything happened, it ain't on God. Because God fixed it over 2,000 years ago. So remember that. Don't you blame God. Because God has given us everything we need to live this life here on earth the way he would have us to live it. We're supposed to make a difference, people. We don't come up in these walls just to come up in here and and say, I'm going to take a chance on Jesus. Let me tell you something. If your mind ain't renewed, go home. Go home. Because I'm going to shout you down. If your mind ain't where it need to be, don't just show up letting people know I's here. You just here. But if you're here with your mind on him and knowing who you are in him, then you ain't got nothing to worry about. Because you trust in him. And God ain't going to be made ashamed of. Y'all, all of us go through. I go through. But I know who I am and whose I belong to. So when things come, I say, oh, no. Oh, no, you can't come here. The devil is alive because I'm rising up. I'm rising up in him, not in what's going on around me. So God is giving you what you need. He's giving you your medication. He said, why don't you take it? He said, I got the best medication in the world. Why don't you take it? And he told me. He said, the woman that had the issue of blood, he said, she realized she had an issue. First of all, you got to realize something ain't right with me. Come on, let's just quit lying to yourself. When your body is going through and you got pain in your body, you need to recognize something ain't right with me. Quit saying, oh, I ain't got no pain. Yes, you do. Quit saying sickness ain't coming at me. Yes, it did. You got to recognize there's something that's not right that's going on. And when you recognize that, you want to take it to Jesus. And what you do with it, like the woman did, she kept saying, within herself, within herself, if I, she left everybody else out. She said, if I could just touch the hem of his garment. She said, I shall be made whole. That woman wholeness came before she touched. Because she believed she had it even before she grabbed hold to it. Do you believe you have it before you grab hold to it? 
You got to believe that it's already done. So she had to push her way. Some of us don't want to push our way when we're going through nothing. We want to lay down in it. We want people to feel sorry for us. We want people to know what's going on with us. We want people to help us. But this woman pressed her way through the crowd. And she had to go low, y'all, to touch the hem of that garment. But her focus wasn't on what was going on in her body. Her focus was on when I get to the word and I grabbed hold. She kept saying it within. You can say it within, but you got to have some actions that's coming from what you're saying. You got to rise up. You got to get up. You got to do something. So she got to him. And she grabbed hold. But guess what she did after she grabbed hold? She let go because she knew what she had. When you know what you have, you can go your way. She let go and went her way because she knew, I'm healed. I got what I came for. And I want to ask you this. When you speak in the word, do you believe what you speak? Paul said, I only speak what I believe. So today, this is what I want to start off with. The new year, God gave me a rise. That means get up. That means get up. God is telling us, arise, shine, for your light has come. The glory of the Lord has risen upon you. But it's something you got to do. You got to get up. And then he told me, he said, I want you to add to that. Speak up. Speak out. Stand for what you believe. Speak up. Speak out. Stand for what you believe. Turn your Bibles with me to Isaiah. Isaiah 58.1. And let's hear what the word of God says. I'm reading out the... Expanded Bible. Isaiah 58, verse 1. The word of God says this. The Lord says, shout out loud. Don't hold back. Shout out loud. Raise, lift up your voice like a trumpet. Tell my people what they have done against their God. Their transgressions tell the family of Jacob about their sins. Let me read it again. The Lord says, shout out loud. Don't hold back. Shout out loud. Raise, lift up your voice like a trumpet. Did anybody know how loud a trumpet is? Tell my people what they have done against their God. Their transgressions tell the family of Jacob about their sins. You may be seated. So God is saying, speak up, speak out, stand for what is right. Y'all, not only are we supposed to arise, not only are we supposed to get up, but we got to speak up. We got to speak out. We got to stand for what we believe. And you know, it's getting so um, heartbreaking to see some of God's people. Go along with everything the world is doing. It's so heartbreaking, y'all. My heart is so grieved because when you look around at God's people, it's like they're settling. 
It's like, well, this is what we have to do. We're going to settle for what's going on around us. When I go look in the Bible, that's not what God's people did. Do we read the Bible enough to know they didn't settle for what the world was doing? They only did what God told them to do. We stand with the world and their foolishness. We're supposed to be a light, y'all. We're supposed to be beacons. We're supposed to be the light in the midst of the darkness to let them know that's not who I am. That's not what I stand for. We're supposed to speak up and speak out for him. We're supposed to speak up and speak out for the kingdom. See, when Jesus came to earth, come on, follow his ministry. Jesus knew he wasn't going to be liked. He knew people was going to hate him already because he knew how the world was. He knew that they weren't going to like him, the Pharisees and the Sadducees, but he had a mission. He was standing for what was right. He didn't want people to die in their sins, y'all. He want all men to be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. If we don't speak up and speak out and stand for what's right, people will be lost. He don't want none to be lost. That's why he said, repent, have a change of mind for the kingdom of God has come upon you. We supposed to bring kingdom and kingdom brings change. So he said, it's time for us to rise up. It's time for us to do what the word of God is telling us to do. And when you trust in God and you trust in his word, guess what? He's going to keep you. If you want to be kept, the word will keep you. Come on, the world, the word will take care of you. We're getting so now, the body of Christ. People are lovers of pleasure more than they're lovers of God. They love what the world is doing more than what God has already done, y'all. And that's not what God wants for his people. We have to have some people to stand in spite of. We have to have some people to take this word for what it is. Let me ask y'all a question. Would y'all allow somebody to come in here or allow me, if I'm speaking to you, to blaspheme his name, to take his name in vain? If I'm up here preaching and I'm taking his name in vain over and over again, would you allow it? Would you allow me to allow a couple to come up here and get naked in front of you? Would you allow that? What would you do? In here. You would what? You would what? You wouldn't allow it to happen in here. You would think I have lost my mind, wouldn't you? Would you want to come back up in here? Would you want to be a part of what I'm doing? Then you would what? You would speak up, speak out. You would stand. Because we're in the house of God. We don't want to disrespect him. I got some news for y'all. We do it every day. When you're watching the tube, you're seeing naked folks, you don't turn the channel. When you're watching the tube and they're using his name in vain, you don't turn it off. When you're watching ungodly movies that's representing fear, that's representing the world, you don't turn it off. But when we come in the house of God, we want to act like we're speaking up, speaking out. For what's right. But we go out of the house of God and live any kind of way in our homes. 
We live any kind of way. We watch any kind of stuff. We listen to any kind of music. And now we want to tell people in the world what they're doing wrong. Come on, get it right. That ain't godly. That's why we got to tell the truth. That's why Jesus says, sanctify them in truth. Thy word is truth. Y'all, we're living, we're in the world, but we're not of the world, but we're bringing the world in our home. The enemy is using the power of the air. He's using media. He's using television. He's using airwaves. Come on, you ain't finding nothing good on the tomb no more. You ain't finding nothing good even on the news no more. You're not finding it. Because, see, sometimes we think people are trying to help us. Don't get me wrong. We do need to know what's going on. But we live by what the word says. Not by what man is saying. Man will tell you one thing, but you need to say, wait a minute, God. What did you say? I always talk about my grandfather. And the reason why I do is because I know what he said and I know how he lived by what he said. When he said it tanked so, when somebody would come to him, he would not come off of what was not right according to the word. I don't care what you told him, what was happening around him. He said, wait a minute, that ain't what the word says. You didn't want to hear what the word said. You want to tell him, did you not hear what they said? He wouldn't even focus on what they said. He would go back to the word of God and say, let me tell you what the word is saying. And when people would come to him, He would first of all say, I'm not God. I'm an instrument that God used. But if you take this word that I'm going to give you today, you're going to rise up. And I'm sharing this with you because this is what I saw. My daddy, my aunt may have saw different things, but I'm telling you what God gave me through him. I watched a girl come in, couldn't even move her hands. Couldn't move her legs. They toted her in the house. And I'm sitting to the table courting y'all. And it was, I'm sitting at the table. Granddaddy say, bring her back here. And I'll never forget. They brought her back there and they sat her by this man. When they sat him by her, the only thing I heard was nothing but the word. He said, if you take heed to this word on today, he said, I'm just a man that's used by God to tell you what God has to say. So when he told her what the word said, y'all, I saw it myself. The girl come out of the living room and walked out the door and I ran. Now I stayed with this man, but when I saw the power of God, And the only thing he did, come on somebody, was speak the word. She was crippled. She couldn't walk. Somebody had to tote her. But she took heed to the word. Because Granddaddy said, you don't have to be that way. That's not the way God intended for you to be. You don't have to live that way. You want to live according to the way the word of God says you need to live. She took heed and she walked out. Come on, are we taking heed to the word of God that people in the world will know whom we serve? Where people will know that man didn't do this. God did it. This is God's doing. 
and it's marvelous in our eyes. Y'all church, it is time for us to rise up and it is time for these miracles to take place. It is time for healing to take place. It is time for the blind to see, the lame to walk, the deaf to hear. It is time for tumors and growths to disappear. It is time for sicknesses and diseases to go in Jesus name. We ain't got time to be messing around. People are dying. And we want to give them what Jesus came to this earth to give them. And it's life. We want them to have this life. But you know what's happening to the church? Just like he was saying in Isaiah. What was happening? They were coming in the temple, y'all. They were coming in the temple to get the law. They were coming into the temple to meet with God. They were coming in there with the fast. But God knew. He said, you're coming in here to get the law. You're fasting, fasting and you asking me why your prayers are not heard. You're asking me. Come on, let's talk about it. You get my law, but you're living like you don't have it. Come on, you can't come in the house of God and get the word of God and go out of here and live any kind of way. You can't come in the house of God and he's full of love and hate your brother. You cannot come in the house of God and be so full of pride and won't humble yourself because things ain't going your way. You got to recognize what's coming at you. So they were coming in the house of God, living any kind of way. And God had to break it down and show them what was holding them or what they were allowing to hold them. Did anybody know that Jesus died for your sin, for past, present, and future sin? He done away with it. He done away with it even before we accepted him. He laid down his life, even when we're yet sinners. He proved his love. He died for us, y'all, even when we wasn't worth it. He said, I know that I don't have no sin, but because of the love that I have for you, he said, I'm going to take on the sin of the whole world. He said, I'm going to take that upon myself. Not only that, I'm going to take every sickness there is that you don't even know about that's going to come upon this earth. He said, I'm going to take that even upon myself. He said, everything that this evil world will come up against you with. He said, I'm going to take it with me. I'm going to die with that. He said, but I assure you, when I rise out, that ain't coming back. Oh, my God. That ain't coming back with me. He said, because I'm going to do away with it. Once and for all. And if you renew your mind according to what I already done, when something tried to rise up, you say, uh-uh, the blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus took care of that. You're not rising up upon me. Oh, no, you're not. We got to rise up. We got to rise up. We got to let the light that's already in us come upon us for the whole world to see y'all. 
We got to quit our foolishness coming in the house of God, getting the word of God, getting the truth and going out living amongst the world and doing what they do. You cannot say, Lord, Lord, and act like you know him and live like a heathen. Yes, I said it. Somebody got to say it. It's time out for playing church and putting your name on a roll so you can have a wedding or a funeral. It's time out for this foolishness. It's time for us to take our positions. So God is telling the church, I want you to speak up. I want you to speak out. Stand for what's right. I want you to stand for truth. The Bible says you will know the truth, but the only way you're going to know it is to continue in it. He said those that are truly my disciples is going to continue in the truth. And that's when you're going to know it. And that's when you free. Come on. He freed us over 2000 years ago. But some of us are not living like we're free. We're living like we're in bondage. You know why? Because we don't know the truth yet. When you truly know the truth and somebody come up on you and try to give you something that's opposite of what you know, you're going to stand up and say, "Uh uh-uh. You're going to speak truth and love and say, no, 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 no. That's not what I believe. That's not what the word has said to me. Let me tell you what the word has to say today. Come on, that's speaking up. That's speaking out. That's standing for what's right. You don't sit there and listen to that foolishness and in your mind you praying for them. You got to open your mouth. See, some people don't want to be hated. You want people to love you. The people of the world is not going to love you when you speak in truth. Y'all didn't know I'm hated. Oh, I enjoy it. You know why I enjoy it? Because I know who loved me. I know who loved me. And I'm not waiting on man to love me or like me. Because I know whom I belong to. So this is why we have to speak up, speak out, stand for what's right. And the only way you're going to know it is to get into the word of God. So God was telling them. He used Isaiah to tell them why your fast is not working. And he began to tell them this is what a fast is intended to do. Did y'all know when you fast, it ain't about you. You killing that flesh. So you can do what God called you to. Y'all, please. Fasting ain't about you getting a house, a boat, a car. It ain't about you getting a man. Fasting ain't about that. It's about putting that flesh under subjection so the power of God can rise up in you and through you people. It's about putting it under subjection so when you speak in the word of God, you know the word is bringing change. It ain't about getting something. You got it. Some people are starving themselves. I'm a fast until this headache is gone. Just fall out. Let's go ahead and fall out. Give it up. I'm going to go to work and I ain't going to eat nothing all day. I'm fasting. Because I'm believing God and I'm debt free. I'm going to fast until that bill is paid. Don't let them wear you out of here. Come on, we're using the wrong motives. See, we go into the word to let us know what we already have. We don't go into the word to get nothing from God. We go into the word to know what we got. Do y'all hear what I'm saying? 
Come on, you go in there to know what you have so you can live by what you have. He didn't give you all these books for you to shut them up and try to figure it out yourself through man. Let me say this again. God is not that he. Wait a minute, y'all didn't get it. Y'all repeating me and Willie saying come on with it, but I'm finna knock you down. I'm going to knock you to the floor. Willie said, come on with it. God is not. Then why are you trusting man? Let's just drop it. God is not. Then why are you trusting man and waiting to see what man going to say? Hello? God is not. God is not. Then why are you listening to me? God is not. God is not. Then why are you listening to man? Well, to live on this earth, you got to hear what they got to say. You may got to hear what they got to say, but you ain't going to do what they're telling you to do. Because if you listen to God and God is saying, I'm not man, that I should lie. So he's telling you man is going to Man is so full of pride, they'll tell you a lie to look good, and you believe the lie. Oh, you don't want to check nobody. You don't want to check them with the word and say, no disrespect. I heard what you said. But L.L. Yon gave me another answer. So I'm going to go on the most high. I'm not saying what you saying in fact. But I know what he said. So I got to go on Elohim. The one that created you and the one that created me. He ain't coming down. So God is not. God is not. Oh, somebody mad right now. Somebody mad at me right now because they saying, you better listen to man. You better listen to what them scientists have to say. You better listen to all this. You'll be dead before long. Oh, please. You better listen to what, if I had to listen to man, I'd still be on my job. And I think it's been 20 years. So I can use that verse. That say, God is not, that he has lied to me. Neither the son of man, that he shall repent and change his mind. Have he not spoken to me? Shall he not do it? Come on. See, I can live that verse. Because I know what he done for my family. Because I stood on what he said in spite of what the finances looked like. In spite of how my body felt, I stood on God is not. Can you say that? Hello, somebody? Can you truly say you standing on God is not man? Can you truly say that you're really standing on that? Let me ask you a question. If we're going to stand up for what's right, we got to cut everything else off. You got to get rid of everything that you have allowed to be planted in your mind, first of all, and then in your heart. That means you got to turn off the television and see how flesh act up without it. 
That means you got to turn away from people that are saying things opposite of what you believe and see how flesh react. That means you got to separate yourself. And the more you separate yourself, the more you're going to be able to hear what God is saying. You're not going to really experience God the way you need to experience God until you turn some things off you've been spending more time with. You're going to know what you've been spending more time with when you turn it off and you begin to miss it. God said it's time for us to turn off the world and turn on truth. And the only way you can do that is to get in it. And then people are going to start seeing you differently without you saying nothing. People are going to know whom you're serving. They're going to know what you're about because you're not about no foolishness. You don't have to let people know you ain't about foolishness. When they come around you, the light of God is shining upon you and they're going to say it's something about you. It's something about you. So God, Miracle Temple, God is not coming up in here giving you all this for nothing. God is giving you what's going to keep you through these evil days. I have learned in my lifetime. Things are going to come. That's why David said, Psalms 34, many are the afflictions of the righteous. Did y'all hear that? The Bible tells us that the righteous is going to have some affliction. Affliction is the evil, it's the trouble that's going to come. He said, we're going to have it, y'all. I just bust your bubble. You're going to have some afflictions, but you got to get the rest of it. But... The Lord. But the Lord. It didn't say you. You couldn't deliver yourself out of it. It said, but the Lord has delivered us out of them. Not one. He said, these afflictions are going to come. Evil are going to come on every side. As long as you live in this world, things are going to come and try To take you out of your place with God. Why? Because Satan is mad with God. He's mad because he want to be exalted. And church, we exalting him. By sitting down and not saying nothing. We giving Satan what he want. When the word say don't, it mean don't. But he don't stop you. And I'm going there. I'm going to go there because let me tell you something. People are screwing up the word of God for their benefit. They're making it say what they want it to say because they don't want to quit doing what they're doing. Come on, let's quit using the grace card. Yes, for by grace, we're saved through faith, not of ourselves. It is the gift of God. If I know that grace has saved me and I didn't do it on my own. I had to have faith in Jesus Christ to get what grace already done. Then why I want to live like everybody else is living if I know what he done. That don't make sense, y'all. And I'm going to give you an example. We're missing it. Before we got born again, everybody knew what the Ten Commandments is. They were already in you. You knew not to steal. You knew not to murder. You knew not to be with no other man's wife, no fornication, no adultery. Y'all knew these things. Before you got saved, you knew these things that you should not be doing. Because they were already there for you to know. You knew right from wrong. You knew if you jump off a cliff, you're dead. 
Come on, somebody. You don't have to be born again to know that. You know if you touch a hot stove, you're going to be burnt. So you have a choice whether or not to do it or not. Help me, somebody. Come on, we have a choice. We were raised to have a choice. God gave Adam and Eve a choice. They made the choice. It didn't stop God from loving them. It didn't stop God from making a way for them. But he gave them a choice. But he gave them the right to choose what was right. We're supposed to raise our children up according to what's right. Is that not right? Let me give you an example. Who has grew up on this? Uh, let me get the right word for it. You ain't messed up, is you? Messed up mean pregnant. Don't go lay with that boy. You don't want to get pregnant. But did anybody ever tell you why you don't want to get pregnant? Have anybody ever set you down and told you why you don't need to get pregnant? They just tell you, don't mess up. They just tell you, get on some stuff if you're going to do it. Uh-oh. Somebody mad now? Oh. oh, I felt that one. See, they tell you, you ain't messed up, is you? Don't go out there and get pregnant. Don't lay with no boy. And don't be laying man to man or woman to woman. But they never tell you. Oh, Jesus. Help me, Lord. They got to break it down and tell you why. Help me, Holy Ghost. Only thing they didn't want you to do was don't mess up. But now it's okay. It's okay now. They popping up like popcorn now. It's a thing and nobody's mad. I remember when I was growing up, you get whooped over that. Now it's just like, hey, when you do. Ain't nothing new. It's okay for a 13-year-old. Let's back up to 12. It's okay for all of that now. It's normal. That's the world's way of doing. Come on, it's getting normal. They're making it all right. They're pacifying it. People are going along with it. Hello, somebody. It's okay. It's nothing wrong with it. We do tell people, yeah, God still loves you. Yes, he do. But let me tell you what his plan was. Let me tell you why he don't want you to get pregnant. The reason why is because he said it in the beginning. He want male and female to come together as one. He want them to be united. He want them to be married. And that's when he want them to subdue, to replenish. That's when he want them to have children, not out of wedlock. Can I tell you why? Do you read your word? Because Abraham slept with who? That Egyptian woman. That was not God's plan. But old Sarah couldn't wait for God's plan. So she gave her man permission to sleep with another woman. And he took it on. Come on, man. If your wife gave you permission. Yeah, baby. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, baby. Okay, baby. I do that for you, baby. Because I love you so much, baby. Bring it on. Bring it on.
permission. But look what we're dealing with. Through what was given permission for. But God still didn't change his plan. He said, Abraham, do like Sarah said. Get rid of Ishmael. Was that his name? I'm still going to make of him a nation. But you're going to have problems with that nation. Come on. Oh, I'm going somewhere. People say it's all right to plant seeds everywhere. Plant babies everywhere. But what happens is you got different nations popping up. You got some that believe different things. They're not getting taught the same way. You're getting some that's becoming murderers. You're getting some that's becoming liars. You're getting some that's becoming things that you wouldn't think that they would become. Why? It is separate households. People are getting taught differently. And they're being disrespectful against the parents. You know why? Because the parents are living a life. That's bringing anger to the kids. That's bringing disrespect. And you want respect from kids. And they're looking at no change. Kids watch what you do. And they rebel based on what they see you do. Because nobody never sit down. And said, let me tell you something. What I did. It was wrong. I shouldn't have done what I did. But I didn't know what I know now. See, we don't take, see, we want to keep stuff under the rug. We don't want to tell kids. I remember what my son Jeremy, I fussed at him all the time, y'all. All the time I fussed at that boy. It seemed like he just wouldn't listen. I just wanted to knock him upside the head. Have you ever seen yourself knocking a child upside the head? Y'all know y'all have. Somebody you seen you on him doing like this. Don't do that. So I remember. I began to turn him over to Jesus. Have y'all ever turned your kids really over to Jesus? I heard that when you do, he'll make everything all right. Even though in the natural, it don't look right. But when you turn them over to him, I say, God, I can't do it no more with this boy. Lord knows I can't do it. He's trying to take me out of who I am. I'm real with y'all. I'm real. Because see... I would get on my husband. Oh, thank God for a good husband. Because that man would get on him and he'd jack him up. I remember Jeremy probably listening to me right now on live laughing. Because my baby know. Y'all, he know. That's why we got such a good relationship. I remember we was in the dressing room. and My baby big bony, y'all. So when he was growing up, mama wanted him to look nice in what he had on. So my husband was trying to help him find some clothes. And I was. And my husband got frustrated, so he walked on in the mall. I said, I ain't going to leave my baby like this. Let me help him. So what I do, I pick the pants up, and I look at him. I say, Jeremy, do you think you can wear these? He like, just blowing. Mama. See, he was looking at that girl over there in the corner. See, he trying to be cool, you know, back then, 15, trying to be cool. Mama, you're talking too loud. I said, Dad, I'm a bubble whisper. You trying to tell people my size. I said, help me hold the ghost. So I'm going in the dressing room and I look across the mall at my husband. When he saw my face, he come in there. I said, oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. He come in there. Next thing I know, Jeremy said, y'all trying to embarrass me. Oh, why did he say that? My husband took him by the car. 
he held him up against the wall. And I'm over here like, he Jesus, Jesus. I'm praying in tongues. But one thing my baby didn't do, Jeremy, he didn't come back at his daddy. He calmed down. And he come out of that dressing room. And he was just as, I come out just as calm. Like nothing ain't happened. Everybody looking. I said, okay, Jesus. So I told my husband, I said, honey, listen, listen, huh? We can't come at him like that. You know, we got to come at him in love. So lower your voice. Don't be like that. He said, okay, man. He lowered his voice. And one day I raised my. I'm sitting in my office before my heavenly father. Got myself together. Hallelujah. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Praise you, Jesus. God, you're so good. Jeremy made me mad. I jumped up, hit my keyboard. I say, get out. Well, let me get my clothes. Naked you come in this world. And naked you leaving out of this house. Because even down to your drawers you didn't buy. You want to be a man? Leave. He slammed the door and left. I got back before. Let me tell you something. You cannot say you don't hear God when you spend time with him. I went right back to my word. Before I can do this, God say you're wrong. He said that's not the way you handle that. He said, you apologize to him, and you sit him down, and you talk to him. That day, I called my son. Even though he was wrong, that didn't make me right. And I sat down with my son, and we had an open-heart discussion. And when I really talked to him, and I went through my life, and I shared with him my ups and my downs, and the things I went through, Y'all change begin to come. I begin to tell him, this is what the word says. This is what I want for you. But you got to want it for yourself. I cannot make you take it. But as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. And you're not disrespecting this house. If you want to be a man, you got to take care of everything on your own. And until you can do that, forget saying I'm a man. A man don't live off his mom and daddy. A man get out there and they're ready to work and do what they have to do. And that's what you got to do. And guess what, y'all? Change came. But guess what? The enemy tried to come again. Never forget this. I remember when he had his first child before the child was born. I go in there, Jolly Green Giant, laying on my couch. Sleep. And quick, May. In my recliner, ready to deliver. And I'm in my office, praising Jesus again. I See, you get tried. I go in there. Some people say, you ought to quit telling your business. There ain't no business. I'm telling somebody to help you because I done been there. I'm just telling you what to help you. I walked in there just as nicely. I said, if you don't get your big behind off my couch, 
and go out there and find you a job, it's going to be on and popping in this house. I said it calm that time. Mama, the unemployment office is closed. I said, but these stores ain't. Get up and get out. That was the last time my son didn't have a job. Been working ever since. Been taking care of his children. If I try to even buy something, why did you do it? Let me tell y'all something. Me and my husband come down the road that we had to live what we say. We got tried by what we were saying. Some people say you think you're better than anybody else. No, I know who I am in him. And I know you ain't going to disrespect my God in front of me. You ain't going to act like I'm not serving Elohim. You're not going to act like I'm not serving El El Yon in my house. This is my house. This is the house that God has given me. And I'm not going to let evil be present in my house. If I see it, I'm going to tell you what I see. And if you're going to stay in here, you're going to live the life that needs to be. I ain't going to make you live it, but you ain't going to disrespect my God. The problem is, parents don't even want to talk about it no more. They bowing down. Come on, y'all. That's not the way I was raised. I was raised to rise up. I was raised that if you want to have something, you got to get up and you got to do something. You can't sit home without doing something. See, I was raised in the bean field. I was raised in the blueberry field. I was raised that if you want some clothes, go in the heat and get them. I was raised to can stuff. I was raised to live off the land. So the way I was raised is the way I'm going to teach my kids. I'm not going to give you hardest because you want it. God's saying, we got to quit living like the world lives. And live according to what the word of God is saying, y'all. He reminded me in the book of Esther. Y'all remember Mordecai and Esther 3. And Mordecai, he was for the Jews because he was a Jew. But that old Haman, the old devil, he despised God's people. So he was working for that king. And the king had given him a position. And by giving him that position, they had to bow down to Haman. Mordecai said, uh-uh-uh, I'm not bowing down that man. So they began to talk to Mordecai and tell Mordecai, this is what you have to do. He still wouldn't do it. So when Haman came and saw that he wouldn't bow down, it made Haman mad because he said, you disrespecting me. Y'all, I'm going somewhere in the church. Some people get positions. And they want people to bow down to that position. Don't you bow down to no position. You don't do that. So they try to get people to bow down because they use bishop as a high position. Bishop means pastor. Go in your word and read it. It's a pastor. They just use the word bishop and it makes a person look high up there. We're supposed to respect those positions, but we don't supposed to bow down to them like they're God. So Mordecai knew, I'm not bowing down to Haman. So Haman said, you know what? Because you don't want to bow down, I'm not only getting you, but I'm going to wipe out all the Jews. That's what the enemy is trying to do. Because I don't want to bow down, Miracle Temple. He said, I'm going to wipe them all out because of you. Y'all don't know why things are happening in your life. 
Because when you got a leader that's saying, no, that's not what the word says. And if you follow me as I follow Christ, they ain't going to like you either. So he said, no. So when Mordecai found out about what Haman was going to do, but guess what Haman had to do? He had to go up to some high up folk. He had to go to the king. He had to get the king to certify that thing with that ring. He had to get a stamp on that thing. So you know what he told the king? King, there's some people in the land that's living contrary to the way that we're living. Oh, let me go somewhere. There are some people in the land that's living totally different from what the governors want us to do. There are some people that don't want to do what they're telling us to do. We got to do away with those people. We got to shut the churches down. Because they don't want to do what we're asking them to do. So let's shut them down. So guess what the king did because he didn't ask no questions. Didn't ask no questions. He just did what Haman required him to do. But when Mordecai found out, he went up to the king near the king's gate, y'all. And Mordecai rent his clothes. That means he went into fasting. He went into mourning and he began to holler out loud. He wanted the people to know what was going on. He didn't care who heard him. He was speaking up. He was speaking out. He was standing up for what he knew was right. He went on his own. And then when Esther found out, y'all, she sent somebody to him to cover him up. She didn't want him like that. But then Mordecai began to tell her what was going on. And guess what she said? I can't approach the king. You can't go into the king any kind of way. But Mordecai began to give her another answer. He was letting her know, if you don't do this, this is what's going to happen to your people. He needed for somebody to speak up, speak out, and stand for what was right. So what did Esther do? She said, if I die, I die. She put everybody on a fast for three days. And guess what Esther did? She spoke out. She began to set Haman up. This is what I'm telling you. You got to begin to speak out to let people know who God is. When you let people know who God is, they ain't going to want to serve the same God that they're serving. But we have to be the ones, y'all, to speak up. It is time for us to quit being silent. We're afraid even to speak up with our family. We're afraid to even tell our family what we believe. We have to tell them truth. If they don't want to hear it, it's okay. The blood is no longer on our hands. Y'all, it's time for us to live by the word and die by the word. These people died by what they believe. Are you willing to die based on what you believe? You know what the problem is, y'all? We don't want to die. We don't want to die. We're not ready to leave this world. We want to stay here and collect stimulus. We want to stay here and collect food stamps. We want to stay here and get all the assistance we can from the government. Don't y'all know soon as you get it, it's gone. And you're waiting for another stimulus. Come on, we want to stay here and get all we can get. Thinking that we're living the life we need to live. 
But see, when we live according to what the word of God says, y'all, we ain't worrying about what man do. We ain't worrying about what man say. We only going to do what God tell us to do. So let me leave this with you guys. God said this is a year that you got to rise up now. This is a year that you got to get up. This is a year that you got to speak out, speak up, stand for what you believe. Because this is the only way you're going to make it. This is the only way you're going to be able to help others is by giving them truth. The only thing that can save them is knowing Jesus as their Lord and nothing else. Y'all, let me tell you something. No vaccine on earth can, can cure you. Because he already gave the cure. Do y'all not know what's happening? God created us with an immune uh, system. Your immune system fights off. He knew what was coming on this earth. So he said, let me give you an immune system. So when you go out there and breathe the air, your body builds up to what's going on. Uh, well, if you don't believe me, ask a doctor. Go ask your doctor. And if they tell you that, then you'll come back and tell me. Apostle, do you know what my doctor told me? <laughs> do you know my doctor told me that my body builds up an immune for itself? Get out of my face. <laughs> ask them. Y'all don't believe me. Actually, I'm speaking for God, so just go ask them. Go ask the top ones. Matter of fact, call CDC. See what they say. Y'all didn't know that. For real. Let me tell you how you know that. Before COVID came on the scene, you got doctors and ERs. You got um, pediatricians that seeing sick babies 24-7. And have you noticed they're always in the office? Have y'all noticed that? I remember it was a doctor I took my kids to, and they had called her from school about her son. And they told her, they said, your son is just having coughing spells, and he just won't start coughing. You need to pick him up. She said, no, I don't. She said, he need to keep on coughing to get it up. He is not contagious. He's all right, and he will be all right. Click up. Do you think they let him stay in school? Yes. Because the doctor said he was all right. If you cough up in here, people done got a lot on you. <laughs> if you sneeze up in here, people done got a lot on you. Don't do this. Oh, God, don't touch you. You'll be, you be had COVID. You can't blow your nose no more. <laughs> One time we standing in line at Best, Best Buy. I told y'all this. My husband walked up there just as calm. And we standing in line and people behind us. And all of a sudden, I heard a chew feel like it was coming from the North Pole. I looked. It was that man over there. I said, why did you have to do that? You know these people. He said, Amanda, I got the sneeze today, man, today, of all days. Why didn't you do it when you was in the car? 
Y'all know y'all do that. Who don't do it? Who don't do it? Uh huh. I'm gonna give y'all another example. We went to the mall yesterday, and my husband and my daughter took my little granddaughter to the food court. You know, you put them on their little mats. This is a little Jada. My daughter told me it was a man. That was just coughing out of control. I said, my little Jada looked at him and pulled up a mask. <laughs> my son taught her well. <laughs> pulled it up and didn't say another word. Now, she was eating her nuggets. <laughs> but when the man did what he did, see how well you can train a child? Come on, somebody. Do you know the media is changing God's people's mind? The more you watch the media, the more your mind gets changed about what you really believe. The word has to be planted, and it has to take root in you. If it hasn't taken root, it is easy to come out of you. It's easy to be taken away from you. That's why you got to turn things off to make sure that the word of God is rooted. Y'all know for y'all self. And listen at this. Please listen at this. I did not tell you not to wear a mask. Please, people. I told you guys when we didn't have to wear them. I said everybody's not in the same place. If you feel like you need one, wear it. Even if you save and you feel like you need one, wear it. Nobody's going to get mad. God ain't going to get mad. But people so worried about people looking at them funny that some people trying to prove that they are Christian without wearing it and they're scared to death. Put it on. Do what you have to do until you get where you need to be. Because let me tell y'all something. Man didn't create you. And man can't do but so much to save you. So our trust has to be in him and him alone at the end of the day. Because when man give you up, whom are you going to turn to? And they don't mind giving you up because when they done done all they can do, they, you ain't going to wear them out. When your insurance run out, you out. Hello, somebody. When your insurance is out, you are out. They can no longer treat you. Help me, somebody. I done worked in this for years. I sat round tables with doctors, with nurses, asking me what kind of insurance do they have? How long would this diagnosis last for this insurance? Either they pay or they got to go. Or we got to readmit them with a different diagnosis to get paid. Come on, somebody. Come on. So they gave up on you because your money don't fit the bill. But God will never, ever give up on you. God ain't going to let you go like that. That's why he said, trust me with all your heart. Lean not to your own understanding. 
But acknowledge me in all your ways and I shall direct your path. They don't keep you but so long if you don't got payment because they got to make it. Come on, y'all know this. You got to have a primary insurance. You got to have a secondary. If you got the primary and you got the secondary, they're going to take something. I had an old lady I was dealing with when I was working. You know what she told me? If he don't die before me, I ain't going to have nothing. This woman was paying over 10000 a week to keep her husband in a skilled nursing unit. She said, if he don't die before me, I ain't going to have nothing to live off of. That was all. And I had to sit there and tell people, this is how much you need to have your loved one here. Can you imagine? They don't have nowhere to go. They need care. It ain't only y'all. You got all this. You got radiology. You got lab. Everybody got a cost. Look at your bill. Every x-ray you take. Every lab you take. When you go in the ER, you got the ER doctor's bill. You got the x-ray bill. You got the lab bill. Because everybody get paid. So this is what I'm saying. The price has already been paid. So we got to live according to who we belong to. Y'all, we're in a time now. I'm telling y'all it's crucial. I'm only telling you this because it's crucial. God do have people to help us and he do have some true people out there that can help you, that will tell you the truth. They'll sit with you. Some doctors will sit with you and tell you the truth and say, I'm going to be honest with you. I wouldn't do that. See, you got to get the real true ones that's not after your money, but looking at your life. But how are you going to know if you never spend time with the great physician? Come on, these people in this Bible were sick, y'all, and they had physicians. But the one that they called on and went to was Jesus. Luke was a physician, and my God, he talked about Jesus in the book of Luke and Acts. So what are we going to do? Are we going to take him at his word and live according to it? Or are we going to bow down and say, well, this is just how it is. If this is what they're telling you to do, this is what you need to do. Come on, you got a position in the body of Christ. Yes, this is what they're telling you to do. But let me tell you what the word of God has to say. That's what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to give them the word. Are you giving them the word or are you going on how they look? Are you going on what the situation is? And I am leaving this with you. Go back to Genesis 1. Take the time to read it and see how God set up everything. And you tell me, is that the way it looked now? You tell me, is that the way the church is living now? Because let me tell you something. I'm going to say this. It's going to be some mad people, and I don't care. And the reason why I don't care, because you can't go outside of what his word said. You cannot change it. You cannot add to it. And I want to say this. I don't care what president it is. If they're not living according to the word of God, they're going to mess up. We're supposed to pray for them, but we don't go along with what's not right. One president, this is the truth. You don't take away people's choice. 
You give them the right to choose. You do not sign a law telling a woman this is what you're going to do. That's a lie. God did not do it. You don't take away their right to choose. Guess what? It's our right to do. When they say they want to get rid of a baby and they come to you, you tell them what God is about. You give them the right to choose life or death. You done your part. You cannot make them not have an abortion if that's what they choose. But you give them the word to give them the right to choose. Do y'all hear what I'm saying? Because it is their body. I'm going to give you something else. They say they're giving them the right to choose, right? But do y'all know it's coming upon the land? Well, you're not going to have the right to choose whether or not you take them vaccinations. How is that any different? Open your eyes. That could kill you. But they're telling you if you don't do this, we're going to do this. But then they're standing up saying a woman have a right. Come on, somebody. Y'all don't get it. Give you another example. Go, go read Genesis. Read Genesis. God created male. Did he not? God created male and female. He created them to come together as one in marriage to have children. Correct? This is his way, right? It is not my job to tell two males to get married. I'm out of the will of God. It ain't right. It ain't right. But they're making it a law now that you got to marry these people. The devil is a lie. So you're going to go for that though, right? You're going to tell me this is what I have to do. Do you go to your word? Oh, some people hot with me right now. I can't live according to the world. I got to live according to the word. And if you don't like me because I'm living according according to the truth, it's okay. God loves me. Somebody got to tell people truth. And you know what's happening in the church today? They're allowing it. They're, They're accepting it. How can we accept something God don't like? God loved the people, but he don't like, he don't love sin. And if he's in us, how can you bow down to that and say it's okay? Okay, I'm going to ask y'all a question. If the Bible said do not murder, are you going to murder somebody? Hello? How do you see murder? How do you see murder? How do you see murder? It's a sin. So let's say you didn't know that murder ain't just taking a gun and shooting somebody. Murder is when you have a baby in your stomach. And you say you don't want that seed. Because you ain't ready for that baby. So you say, I'm going to get rid of the baby so I can live my life because I don't want to be made ashamed of. Okay, you may have done that. That's your past. God done forgave you for that. Don't let the enemy condemn you, but you know better. My thing is, don't lay there and get one 
If you don't want, why are you laying there? Somebody got to tell somebody something. You lay there and you get the babies, but now you don't want the babies. Why you lay there to get the babies? Come on, do you know why they want people to have abortion? Because the government is getting tired of paying for it. Y'all don't get it? The government don't want to keep paying for babies. So it's best just to get rid of them. That's one less child we have to support. Y'all better open up your eyes and think. That's why it's our job to give them God's way of doing things. Y'all help me. God, I thank you. When we show them God's way, we don't have to live man's way. Thank God for some things that have been set up for the poor. For the ones who are trying to make it and still can't. Thank God for that. But we don't milk the system. Because we can. Come on, we got some people getting stimulus checks. Getting more money than people made in a year. Because they got babies. But the babies ain't getting the money. Go-karts getting the money. Cars getting the money. Weave getting the money. All this other stuff getting the money. And then they're still looking for more help. Rent ain't being paid. Because they want to use it another way because somebody is not giving them the truth to say you don't have to live this way. God made a way for you over 2,000 years ago. Don't go out like that. Come on, y'all, it's all here. We have to give them what's in the word and give them the right to choose. And you've done your part. Come on, people so used to getting from the system that they don't want to work. The Bible said if a man don't work, he don't eat. I got another one for you. Want to have all the babies but don't want to pay child support. Hello, somebody. Don't want to take care of them. You lay down there and get them, but you don't want to take. They ain't my baby, and then it's 99.9 percent your baby. I don't care if you hate me. You're mad right now, and it don't make me no never mind, because I want you to know the truth. And some people say, oh, you can talk because you're living off the church. <laughs> no. Because God told me he was going to take care of me and I believe it. So whichever way he want to do it, it's all right with me. I go by what he say. Not what man say, y'all. So church, it's time to rise up with truth. Get rid of all that false doctrine. Get rid of all what you putting together and saying this ain't happening today. It is happening today. Or this ain't going to, it is happening. And God want us to go into truth and bring out truth. And don't let nobody stand before you and giving you a lie. You give them truth whether they don't want to accept it or not, even if they don't like you. Spend more time in here than you spending with everything else. And you will begin to see truth like never before. Y'all, it's a time of trusting. I'm not lying to y'all. It's such a time of trusting God that if we don't trust him, even the Christians, we're not going to make it. We're not going to be able to make it, y'all. 
hear what he say and just do it. I had to hear him this morning to come before you, to trust him, to say, God, I trust you more than what I'm going through. God, I give you glory. I give you honor. You the one that keep me. You think I'm not going to trust you? That's why, y'all, let me tell you something. I don't turn on the TV to see what they're going to say next to do what I got to do. If I need food, I'm going to get me some. If I need gas, I'm going to get me some. If I need to go to the mall to get some clothes, I'm going to get them. I'm not going to shut up in my house and act like I don't need something. And I'm not going to play on somebody else and say, hey, Thea, you going to Food Line, girl? Bring me some eggs and drop them off on the front porch. Uh Uh-uh. I'm going to live my life. I'm going to continue to tell people God loves you in spite of what you're going through. God really do love you. And I am closing apostle. God showed me this movie last night, y'all. He's so good. And it's saying, what it was saying was, this man was part of a church. And he wanted to get the gospel out on these radio stations. And he went to the church and said, instead of us doing an outreach like we've done before, let's pay money, airtime, I think it was for 60 seconds, we'll get on the air for about 16 stations and we'll um, reach about a million people. And I believe by doing that, someone will accept Jesus. So he went to all the radio stations. They agreed to give him um, 60 seconds. But he went to one, and this lady told him, no, you, you about religion. He said, I'm about being a Christian. He, she said, no. He said, I'll give you $300 for just a second to be on air. She said, no. He said, I'll give you 350 She said, no. He said, I'll give you 400 No, you're not coming on my station. He needed that station because that station was the most popular station out of all of them. He didn't give up. He kept going. So finally, he, the people at the church told him, no, we can't do it with you. So he went home and told his wife. He said, this is what God want me to do, but I don't have the money to do it. So he began to seek God. God told him, he said, you got the money. It's in your savings. Pull it out your savings. So he went to his wife. She said, you need to pray some more. She said, you need to seek God some more. Go back to the church. Asked him again. He was obedient to his wife. He said, okay. Went back to them. They turned him down again. One of the deacons in the church told him, they said, you know what? You need to leave that alone. You want to pay all this money for, for one um, 60 seconds, and it ain't going to do no good, and nobody ain't going to call in, so what's the point? They listen to what they want to listen to. So he went back home and they were eating dinner. But before that, it was a book he was reading. The wife picked up the book, read the book, and her whole heart got changed. So they were sitting at the table and he said, I'm just ready to give up. Nobody want to help me. I don't have the money. She looked at him. She opened the drawer, pulled out the checkbook. She said, somebody did hear you. So he went back to the lady. This is what the lady told him. If you come up with $1,500, I'll let you air for 60 seconds. 
He said, do you know how much money that is? She said, come up with it, I'll let you air. So he went back to her, and he gave her the $1,500. And he said, I want to be put on in 1159 So when he left, the lady was going to go put him on, the other lady. She said, put him on in 1154 See how the devil do? So what he did, what he had to do first to hear God, y'all, was turn everything off. He quit going out with his friends. And when he quit going out with his friends and getting into the word more, he found out that he was more subject to the world than he was God. But long story short, they got on air and he only said a few verses of scripture. Y'all, it was one second. He had all these um, radio stations airing it. The lady that said put him on at 1154, she got sick and had to go home. So the lady ran back in there and said, put him on at 1159. See how God will change somebody's heart. So they standing around waiting on the phones to ring after that 60 seconds. Guess what, y'all? The phones began to ring. And the very woman that put him on after the lady told him not to, she called in and said, I need Jesus. It was 60 seconds. He just told them that God loves you. And this is what God has done for you. And it went through all those stations for 60 seconds. And people got saved. He said, if I can only get one saved, just one, just tell one. And the phones was ringing off the hook. What am I telling you, Miracle Temple? If you took 60 seconds of your day with whomever you met during this pandemic and say, no matter how bad it look, God still love you. Let me tell you how I know that God love you. In spite of everything that you could do or you could ever do, he paid the price for you over 2,000 years ago. He laid down his life. And he didn't deserve to die, but he died for you. Why? Because sin was separating us from God. Come on, if you take 60 seconds just to tell somebody about Jesus, can you imagine how many people would be saved? Come on, we take that time to gossip. We take that time to get on social media. On Facebook to tell them what we happened that night. Can you imagine if all of us jump on social media? If y'all got Facebook, jump up there today and just begin to talk about Jesus for 60 seconds. Come on, for 60 seconds. Give him 60 seconds. Let's do it all at one time. And see how many likes you get. Just know you're sharing it. You're sharing the good news. It's time to speak up, speak out. Stand for what's right. So let's start with the biggest platform. Facebook. Is it Instagram? Snapchat? What is it? Jack? What is it? Y'all act, you know what? Y'all need to quit your mess. Y'all know what it is. Y'all need to quit your mess. Y'all know all these platforms. Get on these platforms. Begin to tell them about Jesus. We don't want nobody lost, y'all. We want all men to be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. Miracle Temple, let's rise up. Let's do what God commissioned us to do. Amen. Come on and give him a hand clap of praise. (laughs) Hallelujah.